Hansel and Gretel by Engelbert Humperdinck. Programme notes for performances at the Abbey Theatre, 8th, 10th, 11th, 13th, 14th and 15th February at 7.30pm. Welcome to the introductory notes for Hansel and Gretel by Engelbert Humperdinck. This opera is presented by the Abbey Theatre, Irish National Opera and Theatre Lovett. It is directed by Myrna Hearn and Louis Lovett. The score was arranged by Richard Pearson, who plays piano and conducts the opera. The set and costume designer is Jamie Varton. Lighting design is by Sarah Jane Shields. The video designer is Jack Phelan. The performance lasts for approximately two hours, with one 20-minute interval. About the opera. The lure of a gingerbread house the frightening hocus-pocus of the predatory witch and the smarts of the children who will triumph in the end, all wrapped up in the delicious sound world of Engelbert Humperdinck's operatic masterpiece. One of the greatest operas about children, Humperdinck's Hansel and Gretel is sweet and beguiling, combining childlike simplicity with heart-aching beauty. Don't be fooled. This is a story of greed and starvation, mouth-wateringly sugar-coated. About the set. This fairy tale is set in a run-down Victorian hotel. The walls and floor are a dusty black. On either side of the stage are large brown columns with ornate dark wood coving on the upper floor, spanning the entire width of the stage. In the centre is an old lift shaft clad in brass caging. The double doors to the cage are wooden and have small windows in them. There is a heavy wrought iron gate hanging in front of these doors, which can be slid over to one side. On the upper floor, the lift shaft forms a brass cage with a little access hatch in the front. There is a small glittering chandelier inside the lift and another one at the top of the lift shaft. Behind the lift shaft, a stairwell is hidden. This allows performers to move unseen from the stage to a balcony at first floor height. This balcony has wrought iron railing and a wooden handrail. On the wall behind the lift shaft, a small Victorian lighting sconce is hung on the wall. Over on the left is an expanse of wall. A neon sign hangs here bearing the name of the establishment, the Forest Edge Hotel. Signs are projected onto this space from time to time, advertising that the hotel welcomes children and that there are musicians' rates available, among other things. Back on stage level, underneath the balcony, on the left-hand side of the stage, is where the grand piano and orchestra sit. The conductor plays the shiny black grand piano, with a bowl of marshmallows sitting on his right and some bits of costume on his left. A candelabra with three candles sits behind his shoulder. The musicians sit in three rows. Two violinists and a viola player in the front row, then a flautist and clarinetist behind them. At the back sits the French horn player. There are old wooden chairs and music stands for them and their alcove is brightened by a few more lighting sconces on the wall. The rest of the stage is bare, with a black net curtain hanging at the back on the right, onto which images and patterns are projected. When in the hotel foyer, a Victorian facade and gas streetlight are projected onto this curtain. Later, in the haunted woods scenes, ghostly silver birches appear in the moonlight, 
softly billowing with the movement of the fabric. The night watchman brings on tables and chairs as needed. He comes and goes, encased in a wooden booth with a velvet curtain at the back. At first, this booth is the reception with a red leather sign-in book, black feather quill and inkwell. A little brass bell sits on the counter. A vacancies sign is illuminated at the top. Later, he opens the front of the booth to reveal a bar with shelves of bottles lit in an eerie green. He changes the sign above, which now reads, Free Spirits. Another neon sign swings out from the side of the lift shaft that reads, The Haunted Woods Bar. Finally, the booth spins and opens from the back, a heavy white fridge door revealing a candy-striped interior stuffed with all kinds of creamy cakes and sticky sweets. A neon sign drops in from above. The Wickedly Rich Kitchen. The lighting in this production is muted and low, casting shadows in the old hotel. A small red table lamp sits on a table in the bar. The lighting sconces glow a soft yellow colour. This is punctuated by the neon signs fizzing into life and changing from one garish colour to another, drawing our attention from one scene to another. Lights and projections imitate fireflies buzzing in the woods or pick up on the sumptuous colours of the sweet treats in the hotel kitchen. In this way, the picture before us moves from almost monochrome at the beginning, getting gradually more colourful and lively. About the characters and costumes. The Witch is sung by mezzo-soprano Carolyn Dobbin. She first appears on the balcony in a fitted black dress, in 1950s style, cinched at the waist and flaring out into a full skirt. There is lace detailing at the high neck and glittering black buttons on the front and at the cuffs. Her face is serene, long eyelashes fluttering, and she wears a soft red lipstick. Her long, gently curling brown hair is swept to one side and cascades down over her left shoulder. On her head, a black conical hat is perched. She wears black leather gloves and knee-high heeled boots. She moves softly and gently, luring children into her kitchen. She later changes into her chef's outfit, a white version of her 1950s dress and white conical hat. The Night Watchman is played by Raymond Keane. A thin man with thick white hair neatly combed into a side parting, the night watchman's face is powdered white with traces of rouge on his cheeks and his eyebrows highlighted with dark pencil. He wears a dusty black tailed jacket with a handkerchief in the breast pocket, sometimes white, sometimes red. Under the jacket, he wears an old cotton union suit, like a onesie with buttons down the front, black suit trousers and black shoes. He wears a dusty top hat. Later on, the night watchman sleepwalks through the hotel in his onesie, his hair all ruffled. Later still, he returns in a black long-sleeved cotton top, black trousers and shoes with grey braces, his hair neatly combed again. The lost children, a girl and a boy a little younger than her, are next to arrive. They are played by Amelie Metcalf and Ronan Miller. The girl wears a grey tunic, grey tights and black shoes. She has long brown hair, 
The boy wears a grey shirt, grey braces and trousers and black shoes. His gently curling hair is blonde. They both wear bright yellow raincoats and carry small brown suitcases. Amelie later appears as a mini version of the witch, her hair over one shoulder, wearing the same dress, hat, gloves and boots and laconically dragging a broom behind her. Later still, in a dream, the children re-emerge as Hansel and Gretel. The lost children's mother is played by soprano Emma Nash, later singing The Dew Fairy. She first arrives in a calf-length overcoat in mustard-coloured wool, fishnet tights and black shoes edged with gold sequins. Her curly blonde hair is pinned into a loose Edwardian style, with a small black hat and veil perched on top. Her face is bright and smiling. Later, she returns, her face expressionless. She wears a black tuxedo jacket and shiny black bell-bottomed trousers in a hologram material. Under this, a fitted white waistcoat, white lacy blouse and glittering diamond brooches and pearl necklaces. She has changed her hat for a top hat. Hansel, sung by mezzo-soprano Raphael Mangan, is the next guest to appear at the hotel. A young boy, played by a woman, Hansel has black hair with a slight quiff at the front and a pale face. Shorter than his sister, Hansel wears a grey cotton jacket and trousers with grey shirt and braces underneath and black brogues. He wears a woolly hat on his head. Gretel, sung by soprano Amy Niari, is a young girl of no more than ten, played by a woman. She is taller than her brother and a year or two older. She has black hair in a bowl-cut bob with a large grey bow pinned to the top of her head. Gretel wears a dark grey fitted shirt with pale grey buttoned collar and cuffs under a dark grey pinafore, thick grey tights and black brogues. The siblings arrive carrying suitcases, one with a H and one with a G. The mother is sung by soprano Miriam Murphy. A heavy-set woman with brown hair, the mother arrives in her work clothes. A grey dust jacket with deep pockets, over a dress and large apron, both grey but with slightly different patterns. She wears sheer tights and low-heeled grey court shoes. She is angry and frowning, her movements slow and menacing. Later on, in a dream, she reappears in a brown woolen overcoat and velvet hat. She smiles a broad smile and looks lovingly at her family. The father, sung by baritone Ben McAteer, is a tall, burly fellow with brown hair and a bushy brown beard. He wears a bright purple corduroy suit with an off-white and well-worn vest underneath. He wears a paler purple woolly hat on his head. The father walks loosely as though a little tipsy and appears later with a golf club he might have picked up from a pitch and put on the way back to the hotel. Later on, in the dream, he wears a fine brown overcoat and trilby hat, smiling at his family and resting his arms gently on their shoulders. The conductor, Richard Pearson, wears a black suit and crisp white shirt and a trilby when he arrives. His face is powdered pale, cheeks rouged a little and his silver hair neatly parted to the side. He loses the coat and hat when he begins to play. At times during the show, he puts on the striped conical party hat or clown's rough collar or a soft cotton nightcap 
following the action of the story. The string players, Sarah Sue, Larissa O'Grady and Andrea Banklew, are dressed in black shirts, trousers and shoes with black braces. They all wear their long dark hair over one shoulder, like the witch. The flautist, Rina O'Denine, and clarinetist, Connor Scheel, both wear black suits with white shirts, Connor wearing a bow tie as well. The French horn player, Liam Duffy, wears a white dress jacket over a white shirt with black trousers and shoes. That concludes the introductory notes for Hansel and Gretel. They were prepared by Breedney Rugon. Introductory notes and audio description for this and many other productions is provided by Arts and Disability Ireland with support from the Arts Council. For updates about audio described or captioned performances, text Access Arts to 51444 or head to www.adiarts.ie for more information. Thank you. Kurf Mahagoth.